Okay, well, welcome to a very special edition of EdTech Today. I'm Kevin Hogan, and with me, as you heard in the introduction, Jim and Tyler. Uh, gentlemen, th thank you so much uh, for joining me today. Yeah, great, great to be here, Kevin. Really excited about it and uh, excited about everything that EdTech Today has been doing. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us, Kevin. Excited to get to chat about the news today. Yeah, so I guess it was uh, last week, which I, which I just uh, mentioned in the introduction. But before we get into that, there's been one kind of overriding question I've had for a lot of the executives that I've spoken to over the course of the past few months. And that is, how does business get done in, in the depths of a pandemic, right? I mean, I know uh, I, I speak to a lot of people and then they're, they're double masked going to the grocery store, trying to manage their kids, uh, which we'll get into in, in terms of homeschooling. But at the, at the same time, they're running you know, multi-million dollar companies and they're trying to keep their employees in place. Um, you guys are going out and forming partnerships and making acquisitions. I mean, it, it seems like a, a, a gargantuan task. Can you talk a little bit about how that process went about and how you, you do your day-to-day -day work this way? <laughs> sure, I, I, I can jump in. Um, you know, I'd be lying if I if it didn't say sometimes it feels like building the plane while you're flying it. And, you know, I think we've all been challenged as leaders to be flexible and empathetic and, you know, so many things all at once while, while you know, for those of us, you know, like, like Jim, who work in education, there was, there was no relief, you know, there was no, 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 no foot off the gas at any point, because um, right when all of this was happening for our companies and our people, we found our schools needed us more than ever. And so there has been this just kind of feeling of that, you know, the foot's been on the gas uh, ever since this started. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way because we're right there in the trenches with so many of the school districts that we, that we work with. And we work with close to two thirds of the school districts in the country at this point. Um, and so to be able to show up for them and to be able to help them in this kind of moment of greatest need that, you know, that's something that uh, at the same time, we're immensely proud of and, you know, want to, you know, want to continue. So it's a lot to balance, but, you know, this is, this is, this is part of the, part of the job and it's part of showing up for your customers when they really need you. Yeah. And I, and I, and I would say the same thing. I would reiterate two points probably. One is, um, you know, I mentioned this before, but, but um, it's one thing when Amazon steps up to the occasion because they've got hundreds of millions of dollars on the line. It's really inspiring when school districts, educators, administrators, they all step up. So it's really hard to sit back and complain as a technology company when you see these folks step up. Um, and it's inspiring, frankly, for everybody in our organization. I, I would say the one other point is, um, I'm good friends with a with an individual who owns a uh, steel company, and they were kind of in denial for a long time. They were like, "Look, we don't buy steel online uh, or over the phone. We we do it the old school way." I I've seen technology companies similarly just take a great deal of pride in not having to step back and lose a beat, um, and, and it kind of extends that inspiration, if you will. So I, I think it's been a little bit of both of those for companies like Clever and, uh, and Identity Automation. Yeah. Uh, another aspect of the ed tech space especially uh, is, and it's almost to the point of being overused, but I'll use it anyway, uh, acceleration. 
So the, the use of technology, the adoption of technology of not only students, but parents and teachers, uh, that acceleration has obviously just in, from the news of your partnership has increased immensely. Talk a little bit about how that has changed, um, I guess, the missions of your company, the way that you provide services. I mean, the, talk about the scale and, and talk about what you had to do from, we're almost at the anniversary now, right? It was, Right. Black, Black Friday, uh, Friday the 13th, I think was the day that most of the districts that I talked to uh, look at as that point of jumping off the cliff. Right. Yeah, we, when we, I think about where we were a year ago. I mean, it's funny. I, I was just reading some of the emails that I sent to the company a year ago, and it was stuff like, you know, hang in there, two more weeks, everyone. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Ever the optimist. But, uh, but the past year has been one of, you're right, acceleration and trying to basically help our school districts and help our, the, the ed tech applications however we can. And so, you know, starting in March last year as a company, we pretty much, we had a whole product roadmap for the whole year. And we pretty much threw it out the window and said, what do our customers need from us right now? And so there were things we built that we, that we you know, hadn't been planning on, like um, ways for students and teachers, you know, simple things, but ways for students and teachers to message one another so that they would, we could help overcome this feeling of isolation and you know, um, help, teach, help maintain that connectivity. Um, you know, we built uh, ways, we partnered with Zoom and we got uh, thousands of school districts free Zoom licenses overnight because we knew that all of a sudden video instruction was becoming so critical and many of them didn't have this, uh, you know, before. We built things like analytics because teachers needed to be able to see what are my kids doing? They weren't just in a classroom anymore where they could look around and everybody was up to. And so we built them ways for them to, you know, still engage and understand what their students were doing even if they, they weren't in front of them anymore. So we had this whole product roadmap that we pivoted to try and meet the needs of 2020. And, uh, and, and I don't regret it at all. You know, uh, I think some of the things that, that we built are, are we're seeing continue to get used even as schools reopen and, and, and things um, and as they just embrace technology more than ever before. Yeah, and, and I, I'd kind of reiterate a few of those points. Um, when you talk about accelerating, you know, I've also seen things on uh, that you've talked to people about, Kevin, on EdTech today. Um, look, typically education, some few people complain, is eight or ten years behind the corporate world. Well, as we talked about, the heroic efforts they took to step up when this happened um, were not only unprecedented, but, but phenomenal. And as I mentioned before, expiring. I think the, the interesting thing from our perspective, and we, um, we also had to kind of take a look at what our priorities were, um, but as much as everything had to, had to jump up 10 years, if you think about it, oftentimes what gets left behind is security. So it's one thing to be able to provide access. It's one thing to be able to provide access to students. It's one thing to be able to enable, bring your own device. It's one thing to be able to all of a sudden give parents access, but a lot of the infrastructure in place, a lot of the processes and methodologies to support that from a safety and security perspective weren't there. So much like Tyler and Clever, 
we had a bunch of neat stuff out on the horizon, but we doubled down on being able to make sure that we could help school districts have a, a safe, secure, yet at the same time efficient environment. And frankly, I would say a lot of things accelerated like the partnership that we have with Clever. I mean, it's pretty likely that, that we would have both looked in the mirror and kind of said, wow, let's, let's double down on what's really needed. Um, and, and really this partnership is the result of us looking at each other and saying, hey, we're both really good. We're, we're kind of the peanut butter and chocolate. Uh, in the in the school districts in the education world and and we've got a chance to combine as opposed to trying to go into each other's space and and that's really the result of the fact that core businesses accelerated and we had to double down on areas that we were great at Jim you mentioned yeah. the, uh, I'm sorry Ty go ahead oh I was just gonna say I think Jim Jim nailed it you know one of the things that really became apparent to me in this pandemic was things that we talked about as that were important before, like kids, students being able to access all of their resources and teachers being able to access all their resources. That was important before the pandemic, but all of a sudden when you have everyone trying to do that from home, it, it goes from you know, nice to have to absolutely mission critical. And you know, one of the things, so you know, that, was, that was just eye-opening for us that this thing that we were, had been doing and, and talking about for so long was all of a sudden so important. But at the same time, we realized that, you know, we do a piece of that. We do the, the, the part of it that's student and teacher facing. But in order for that experience that we build to work, you need a lot of kind of behind the scenes plumbing and a lot of, you know, really intense data management in core identity systems that school districts use. And if that part isn't also equally kind of, in, you know, in harmony and sync, um, the students and teachers aren't going to have that end-to-end -end experience that, that, that they need. And so for us, so for me, you know, from the Clever perspective, we, we realized, hey, we could go out and build, you know, a lot of this. And over the next year or two, we could, we could you know, try and do this end-to-end -end thing. But what our school districts would really appreciate in this moment is if we could get there faster. And what if we could, you know, what if we could partner with the best company out there who's the best at doing this, has the most experience, has the best product, and kind of create this one plus one equals three, where districts can use Clever for this front end student and teacher experience and have it be, you know, extra reliable and secure and, and, um, and you know, supported by all of their back end needs as well. And that's, that was kind of the vision for this Clever plus uh, ID automation uh, partnership, which is what we're talking about today. And, and Jim, you mentioned infrastructure, and Tyler, you mentioned uh, plumbing, um, and th th those are two kind of key words I see to what we're talking about here, which is maybe a major pivot to when you're talking about student information systems that you need to go beyond just talking about some of the, the bells and whistles that are on top of it, or even the instructional stuff, but good old fashioned uh, 20th century phrase, solid state corporate backend <laughs> information systems, right? I mean, I mean that's yeah. really what we're talking well, about. Well, not only that, I mean, and we've spent some time here talking about security um, and making sure those are safe, secure engagements for students, teachers, parents, right? I mean, think about this, post the pandemic, um, the FBI just reported that ransomware attacks on school districts are up two times, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 
so they've, they've got targets on their back now and they had to move up 10 years in like three months. And, and obviously the experience, I mean, they weren't checking off lists of like, what's the perfect way to do this? They were making miraculous efforts to do it as best they could. And they, they did a great job of that. But the experience and access is one thing, doing it in a secure, stable manner where you can maximize the instruction time of, of the people that matter most, which is the teachers, um, ultimately providing services to the students that matter on the, uh, on the education side. I mean, doing all that within that time frame was just, uh, just an amazing thing. And, and again, the, the, the thing that, you know, I think everybody's talking about, everybody talks about in their lives, Kevin, which is you go back to the basics. You go back to dinners at home for an hour, you know, with, with the kids, which you wouldn't have had. You go back to spending more time with your mom and dad. You go back to spending more time with family and friends. Here, it's Tyler and I keep saying, we, we went back to our knitting. We went back to what was, we just said, let's double, triple down on where we really can help schools and school districts. And then from there, that extrapolated to, let's go find the best in the world out there, providing a teacher portal, a student portal, and, and Clever and identity automation became, you know, instant uh, chocolate and peanut butter. I think you're helping me with the headline, Jim, with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, they're hungry. They're, they're the good-looking, tasty part, chocolate on the outside. We're hidden off in the inside, but not bad once you get down there. <laughs> gotcha. I'm in. Tyler, any thoughts on that? Or? No, I, no I, I don't think – I think Jim said it great. Yeah. Well, uh, in, in some of the conversations that I've had um, – with school district officials, and these started back in, in, in June and how they're responding to the pandemic, I would get to a certain part in the conversation and they almost felt a little guilty um, talking about how some of the things that they've had to set up, virtual academies, for instance, or they're a one-to-one -one program in a district that didn't have it, now they have it, uh, maybe a hybrid system. And these are kind of innovative, professionals who have been advocating for these sort of solutions for their schools for a long time. And now, you know, whether the school board likes it or not, they had to have it. Um, talk a little bit about uh, how maybe the, the marketing has changed for your businesses. I mean, how, how has it changed in terms of the acceptance of what you do? I mean, I'll, I'll talk about Clever, Tyler. I mean, just you know, going to ISTE or BET and like you guys were the cool kids. And, you know, you would walk around, like, oh, clever this, clever that. And then but maybe if you drill down, that educator person may not know exactly what clever does. I think they do mm. now. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's it's 2020 was just wild in terms of the adoption of, of ed tech and technology. I mean, Kevin, we just actually passed a pretty, pretty neat milestone, which is over 50 percent of students in the U.S. Uh, are active on clever and and using that clever portal and so if they and and i think you're right though there were lots of schools where clever and and frankly all ed tech was limited to kind of the early adopter segment um you know early adopter teachers or early adopter classrooms and all of a sudden overnight every student and every teacher kind of moved into that early adopter bucket and and so, you know, that's powered a lot of the growth we're seeing, a lot of the, the, you know, the surge in usage that we're seeing. But I think we're in this new world now where things like single sign-on 
are here to stay. What, what student or teacher is going to say, let's go back to the world where I had to do different logins for every single product that we wanted to use. Right. Um, so, you know, this has been, this has been a big shift in a lot of ways uh, for education, but I think single sign on is one where the need has become almost self-evident people's capacity for friction with remote learning has gone to zero and they need everything to just work. And, and that's the role that we're able to play in, in you know, helping, uh, helping make that happen. And there, there are stories, there, there are you know, big districts we work with, top 10 districts in the country um, who over the course of the pandemic, you know, they, maybe they weren't even using Clever before and they wanted to roll out a, a, their portal to all of their students and staff within four days. You know, something like that would have been unheard of in 2019. And in 2020, that was like just another Tuesday. <laughs> so we're, you know, it is a different time, uh, but I think the progress that we're seeing and the acceptance of some of these technologies that frankly, you know, we at Clever have been preaching about for, you know, almost a decade now, um, is, is, is really exciting and validating and, and I just see it picking up steam from here. Yeah, I, I, I'd say probably one of the most exciting thing to me is when I look at, uh, Tyler mentioned some of the top school districts on the planet, right? You know, we, we talk and work with the, you know, the, whether it's LA or New York or Chicago public school districts. Um, and, and they, as well as folks on the complete other side of the spectrum. So some of the, some of the most affluent Silicon Valley school districts that we do business with also, everybody on both ends of the spectrum now are looking at this and saying, look, as painful as this was, as difficult as it was, as much as, you know, in some cases, loss of life that there was, this is really going to make us much better at educating our students, providing hybrid experiences, and, and frankly, ultimately driving some of the equity things that we've been, some of the equity capabilities that we've been complaining about for years. So we talked to some very senior folks who, you know, the making lemons out of lemonade. Kevin, a lot of folks are really, really the other way around, um, although that's a good trick too. A lot of <laughs> folks are, are really, really excited about what the opportunities are now that, now that it's a fait accompli that these capabilities are needed. That's good stuff. Let me ask you this. I was on, a, uh, on an interview uh, the other day with a, a tech uh, CEO from the UK, and we were talking about the differences between uh, integration and adoptions of technologies uh, you know, on a national level and then trying to compare it to the US. And I always come back to my old trope of that. Well, I mean, it's, there's, there's not a comparison that the UK needs to pick one of the 15,000 school districts in the United States to compare themselves against, whether it's <laughs> New York or it's going to be that, that school district in New Jersey that has 500 students, right? I mean, so there's this helter-skelter patchwork, which I would, in my humble opinion, say would, has held back technology in general in the past before the pandemic in terms of a general adoption uh, and an improvement of learning with, with the technology. Um, we still have those 15,000 school districts. Now there, there, there do seem to be some um, news, the FCC talking about uh, giving federal monies for people to get access to the internet. So that's not a broadband issue, but where do you see your businesses when you have to go and sell to 15,000 districts and have a message for each of those and maybe different sorts of school boards and different uh, cultures uh, within places? Is that something that can be overcome as we're in this phase of acceleration? Yeah, 
I, I, my two cents, and I, I spent a lot of time in the uh, corporate enterprise world. And I think this is another occasion where if we take the challenge in the environment and flip it on its head, one of the great things here is these schools aren't competing against each other. So our ability to leverage information across the school districts to the degree to which obviously that, that uh, abides by the safety and security um, and doesn't let the bad actors get an advantage, but, but their ability to work together, cooperate, leverage each other's strengths, um, it, it far exceeds that in the corporate world. And I do see some of that uh, being taken advantage of, Kevin, but I really think they're missing one of the things, and, and we try to encourage this, and we try to encourage it with, with everything from you know, us communicating, us marketing, us messaging, but, but this is a unique capability that I think is only at its infancy or maybe in the second inning, and which is sharing amongst each other's in a non-competitive environment is the truly unique thing that, that everybody has to look at. And even though, to your point, there are 15,000 different snowflakes, um, the reality is there are cohorts within those snowflakes with similar budgets, similar students, um, similar challenges, that, that really need to find ways to group together and leverage technology. And we've got, we've got ways to help them do that, but I think we're literally in the second inning of a nine inning ball game on, on the opportunity that's in front of them. You know, I, I, I agree with all of that, Jim. And when I think about when we started Clever, there were a lot of people who tried to dissuade us. And they said, you know, one, Tyler, one thing about the education market is it is, a, they're, you know, school districts are slow to adopt things and even good ideas don't get traction for many decades. And they were basically like, go back, <laughs> you know, pick a different industry. And, and we obviously did it. We, we were very committed to, to the education market. But, you know, what I have learned is even in this industry, the power of good ideas to spread. And, and it, you know, if you are a solution that districts really need that solves a real pain point, I think you can, you can cut through a lot of that noise. And, you know, here we are, um, you know, fast forward uh, eight or nine years later, and we've two thirds of the schools in the country are using Clever. And I think that just shows the power of if you have the right solution at the right time, uh, it doesn't matter what, you know, what red tape or thing, you know, other people, you know, warn you about or, or, or complain about. Um, you, school districts can move fast and will move fast when, when there's something that they really need and that really speaks to them. And that's been true for Clever and our single sign-on portal and everything we're doing there today. And I think it's going to be true about this partnership. Um, with, you know, this par partnership with ID Automation, we see just as many school districts um, who, you know, years ago were beginning to think about single sign-on portal, now beginning to think about, you know, using technology to manage their core identity systems. And that's what I love about this partnership is, is we can now go to them with the best, you know, the best of breed in both camps. Um, two companies working together to solve problems for school districts. And, and, and I think this is going to be, uh, you know, this will spread quickly just like Clever did um, earlier in our, in, our, in our journey. That's fantastic. So I have about five more um, million dollar questions here. I think we have time for, for one more, which is, uh, and uh, I'm going to ask you to prognosticate a little bit because uh, you know, the, the million dollar question is now with the vaccines here, people are more and more uh, hopeful 
that the fall will be back to normal, you know, whatever that normal is. Uh, when you look at schools and you look at the products and services that you're providing now, and, you, and you've hinted at this that during this conversation, but where do you see, you know, what technologies are sticking? Uh, what's going to be around in this new normal? Uh, and maybe in a more general sense, um, will remote learning or some sort of version of it remain? Um, will there be some sort of hybrid or will it be a, a combination of, uh, of both? Yeah, a couple of thoughts I have on that is, you know, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, big Darwinian fan of, of things that are good and right uh, ultimately went out. And I think what we've had here over the past year now is the light has been turned on. Uh, there is no question that, th that things like remote learning and hybrid learning not only help uh, in, in equalizing some of the equities that need to happen out there, um, once the technology is provided, but they really put teachers in a position where they have the best of both worlds. Everybody misses in-person instruction. We all know that that, that is critical um, to, to children learning, to basically them maximizing their capabilities and their skills. That said, we also now, now know it's not a nice to have, but it's a must have in order to have um, solutions that back that up in a hybrid environment, ways by which teachers pr can provide tools and access. And I mean, you know, it used to be, I heard the examples, it used to be that when you, you didn't get a grade in, in history that was great, um, you just moved on. But, but maybe the right thing to do is keep that learning going. Of course, it's the right thing to do. And I think, you know, again, I think the good thing here about the last year is um, Pandora's box has been opened. And everybody's got gotten gotten a taste to see the light, um, and now it's just a matter of school boards and and taxpayers and all of us basically supporting some of the great things that we know are out there that should be enabled for all the students. Yeah, I, I love that answer, Jim. You know, when I think about the future, right now I think all anybody can think about is is reopening schools, and I think there's a lot of people eager to get back to that, right? Um, but one thing that I think uh, will probably, will definitely continue is I mentioned before how so many teachers had kind of moved into that early adopter camp of, of, you know, really embracing and using technology for the first time. And the teachers I talked to, yeah, they can't wait to get back to the classroom. They can't, as, you know, as long as they can do that safely. Um, they can't wait to see their students. But there's as, and benefits and aspects of the technology that now that they're used to using, um, I don't think they, they ever want to go back. And so I think we're going to continue to see more and more blended learning environments, um, whether in school or, or out of school, where teachers are using kind of pulling from the best of the technology in their tool belt, and then also the best of all of their in-person tools to create, you know, a really rich personalized learning experiences in their classroom. And that's a future I've been excited about for a long time. And it's a future I can't wait to see as schools begin to open up. Well, I usually try to ask a glass half full question to uh, end the conversation, Tyler, but I, I think you already answered it. <laughs> that, yeah. sounds like, that sounds like a great solution, not only for my kids, but for kids in general. Uh, but once again, I really want to uh, appreciate, I appreciate your time and thank you for, for joining me. And also thank you for the, the hard work that you're doing and that, that, that you've done uh, for the, the Planet Schools here. And I uh, really look forward to seeing uh, your further successes and hope I can have you on 
uh, in six months time when we're in uh, blended learning utopia. <laughs> Can't wait. Look forward to it, Kevin. Thank you so much for having us. Excellent. And right back at you, Kevin. Kind of great work on the EdTech Today front. Awesome job. Thanks. And then thanks everybody for watching and we'll see you at the next one.